Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I can't really imagine a better, more perfect, succinct uh, proclamation of the gospel than that. Can you? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This week I was wondering, after reading this passage, why it was that John introduced Jesus this way. Because that's what this is. After his baptism, Jesus' baptism, John is introducing Jesus to the crowds that were gathered there at the Jordan. He could have introduced him by saying, behold, this is your Messiah. He could have said that. He could have said, behold, the Son of God. That would have been true. Or maybe they would get this one. Behold, the Son of David. They might get that one too. These are all true descriptions of who Jesus is. I don't know this for sure, and the Bible doesn't really speak to John's motivation for this particular introduction of Jesus, but I believe John chose this description because John didn't just want the people to know who Jesus is, he wanted them to know what Jesus did, what Jesus was going to do for them. Not only was Jesus the Son of God, not only was Jesus the Lamb of God, but he's the one who takes away the sins of the world. That's why he introduced them this way. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The people of Israel knew exactly what John meant that day when he introduced Jesus this way. The story of the Passover was a story that was really foundational to the lives of all Jews, right? They heard it at least once a year, if not more, in their homes. It's the story of the children of Israel, the Jews, being in bondage in Egypt to Pharaoh for years and years. And finally, God sent Moses to be the deliverer of Israel. And so he sent them, he sent Moses, and to tell Pharaoh to let the people go, but Pharaoh wouldn't do it. And so God sent plagues to try to change Pharaoh's mind. And so one after another, and he wouldn't budge until finally God sent the 10th plague. And in the 10th plague, the angel of death was to pass over, pass through the land of Egypt. And every firstborn in the land of Egypt was to die. This wasn't just firstborn sons. This was firstborn everything. Boys, girls, cattle, oxen, sheep, goats, whatever it was, the firstborn was to die by the, angel, by the hand of the angel of death. But God gave them a way. God provided a way to be saved from the angel of death. And he said, you take this lamb and 
you kill the lamb and take its blood and put it over the door frame of your home. And when you do that, the angel of death will see that blood and will know you're my people. And the angel of death will pass over your home and you'll be saved. God provided a way for Israel. I wonder if the Jews in Egypt ever thought or ever said, um, okay, God, we hear your way, but what if I want to do it my way? What if, what if I do something else because that blood over my door, my house, is really going to mess up my paint job, <laughs> right? It's going to mess up my house. And so what if we did something different? What if I, what if I, uh, and what if I didn't use the blood of a sheep? I don't really have one available. So what if I use the blood of a dog instead? I know you say this, but what if I would do it my way? And in fact, what if I don't do any of that stuff? And what if I just head on out of Egypt myself tonight? I know you said do it this way, but I'll be okay. I'll take my chances and do it my way. You know, God didn't provide Israel many ways to escape the angel of death, but God provided one way, a way. By calling Jesus the Lamb of God, John is telling them, and he's telling us today, that Jesus is God's way for us. Jesus is God's way for salvation. God has provided a way for us. And that way is through faith in Jesus. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Acts, in Acts chapter 4, Peter describes it this way. I love this verse. Peter says, there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. No other way. There's one way. God's way. God's lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God. Jesus is God's way of salvation. It's clear. It's obvious in the scripture. It's even simple if you think about it. One way. Through Jesus. But you know. I sure hear folks a lot of times looking for a different way. Doing the, okay, but what about this way? I hear this when I'm out talking to people in my hospice visits. Um, I think I'm going to heaven. I think I'm going to get there. Um, I've led a pretty good life. In fact, I think if you put it on a scale... My good things outweigh my bad things. You know, I think, I think God will see that and let me in. Um, I've gone to church when I could. I try to go to church. I don't get there all the time, but I try. I think that'll be good enough for God. Um, I've given some money to the church. I think that's enough for God. And, and, and if you look at my life compared to a whole lot of other people's lives, I mean, I'm not that bad. 
right? And so all these things have one thing in common, and that's the little word I, <laughs> right? I. Um, God has provided a way to get into heaven, and that's not me. That's not you. You're not the way you're going to get into heaven. It's not by your own effort or work or good deeds or bad deeds or any of those sorts of things. The way you get in is God's way. God has provided the lamb, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Please don't look to yourself or any other person or way. There is no other way. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. That's what the Bible says. Jesus is the way. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The second part of John's introduction of Jesus, first he says who Jesus is, the Lamb of God, and then he says what Jesus does. He takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is God's way. And only faith in him saves. And Jesus alone can take away sin. Jesus is the only way to have your sin removed. You can't defeat sin on your own. Only Jesus defeats sin. If you're struggling with a particular sin today, remember this. Jesus alone can take away sin. He will forgive you and he'll give you the power to be freed from that bondage to that sin, if you will allow him. He will do that. He promises to forgive if we ask him. In 1 John chapter 9, I said that before, I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's an if-then statement, promise of God to you. If you confess, he will forgive. That's his promise. You can take that to the bank. It's better than gold. You've heard that saying, it's good as gold. It's better than gold because it's the promise of God. This week, I was, uh, last week actually, I was visiting with a woman in Big Spring uh, on hospice care, and she had really bad lungs. She couldn't breathe, uh, and she was, she, even when she was wearing oxygen, she had a hard time breathing, and uh, uh, she was, not being able to breathe is a hard thing, right? It's like, it's kind of like, continually drowning and uh and and so she was struggling and when you can't breathe it makes you anxious right because breathing's pretty important and so so she was anxious but today and she was normally anxious because of that but this day she was really anxious and she was in tears it's because she was aware that she was dying and she was afraid that she wasn't going to go to heaven. And so we were visiting and she said that to me. And, uh, and I asked her, I said, 
Well, have you believed and received Jesus as your savior? And she said, yes, I did that a long time ago, a long time ago. And I said, well, he says, whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And she said, yeah, but you don't understand. You don't understand. I've done some things in my life. I've done some things that are bad. And I know there's that promise, but these are bad things. And I don't think he's going to forgive me for them. And, um, and I said, well, okay, there's this verse, this if then verse that says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and God is just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That all is a little three letter word that's really big, isn't it? That's a big word. He will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And so I asked her, so have you confessed that sin? And she said, oh yeah, many times. I confessed it many times. And then I just said to her, so, okay, what's the problem then? And she said that, uh, again, it's just, she said, I don't feel forgiven. God says I am, but I don't feel forgiven. This is a, and I told her that, that this is a direct promise of God. If you confess, God forgives. And I quoted the verse again. And, um, and I said to her, so what are you going to trust? It comes down to that. What are you going to trust? You're going to trust the word of God and the promise of God. Or are you going to trust your feelings? You're going to trust how you feel. Or are you going to trust what God promises and what he sent his son Jesus to die for? I reminded her that God's word is truth. It's unchangeable. You know, our feelings aren't unchangeable, are they? <laughs> feelings are like our feelings are all over the place all the time. They are. They come and they go. We're happy. We're sad. We're mad. We're scared. We're all of those things. And, uh, and not only that, the devil can work in your feelings. He can. The devil can work in your feelings. One of the things the devil like to de likes to do, one of his main tools in his toolbox of evil is to take our old sins that God has already forgiven us for long ago and bring them up like old dirty laundry before our face and wave them in front of us, right? And go, look at this. Well, what about this sin? What about this sin? Do you think God knows about that one? I bet God doesn't forgive that one. Look how bad that is. You know, uh, you're probably going to go to hell for that. And that's the way the devil works. He brings our old sin before us and tries to get us to question the grace and the promises of God. You know, he wants to keep us in bondage to the guilt of our sin. And so uh, I asked this woman that day, I said, you know, God has forgiven that and removed him. And his promise is more powerful than your feelings. God has forgiven you. 
And if you ask him, he'll even remove the guilt of your sin. And as we talked, she began to, you could see the word of God starting to like work in her, go through her ear and into her heart. And, and as we talked, I wish I could tell you her name because it's really so perfect to this story, but I can't. But uh, I, I want to, though. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I could see her changing right in front of my eyes. I'm not, and I'm not making this up. This happened last week. And I could see her countenance begin to change. And she went from wringing her hands and crying to smiling. And her peace came back as we talked. And uh, this all happened right in front of my eyes as God worked on her. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son to you. God provided you a way, a way to be saved. And his way is his lamb. His one way is his lamb. Don't waste time looking for other ways. Don't think that you can do it on your own. If you could have, he wouldn't have sent his son to do that. That's how much he loves you. He knew you couldn't do it. And he sent Jesus, his lamb. Believe in him. Receive him and be saved. By faith in Jesus... Also, God has removed your sin. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he removes your sin as far as east is from the west. I should do that, but I don't know which way east is in here. Is it this way? East is from the west. Thank you. If you're still weighed down by that sin that God's already forgiven you for, or if you're weighed down from the shame of old sin... Remember God's promise. If you confess, he forgives. That's his promise. He forgives and cleanses. And instead of clinging to the guilt of old forgiven sin, ask him for the faith to let it go, to give it up today. Rejoice in your salvation. Don't worry about the past. And the guilt of old sin that he has already forgiven you for. Rejoice in your, in your salvation today. When the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. So rejoice in your freedom. Rejoice and give thanks. Be thankful to God for your freedom in Christ. And also ask him for the faith and the opportunity to tell everyone you know Whenever you can, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.